In today's episode, we're speaking to the one and only Kelsey Abbott. She is an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and the host of the Find Your Awesome podcast and instigator of joke. Let's speak to her and find out how she changed her mindset to change her life. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so, so excited to have Kelsey Abbott as our guest. Welcome, Kelsey. Thank you, Gul. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. So we had a conversation, for those of you listening, I was a guest for Kelsey and we had such an amazing conversation. I thought, oh my God, I have to have Kelsey as a guest for me because she's so amazing. And I knew, you know, my listeners and you guys would be absolutely love her as much as I fell in love with the Renaissance when I spoke to her that day. So Kelsey, tell us what do you do and why do I think you're so amazing? I just fell in love with you that day. <laughs> well, I can't answer that question, <laughs> but I can say I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, an instigator of and the host of the Find Your Awesome podcast. Fabulous. Well, that's it. That's it. You, you, we sort of gelled on this idea because we both have a spiritual aspect to our business and we've come from our own different pathways to get to here. So Kelsey, tell us, how did you get to do what you're doing? What's your journey? Talk, about, talk us through your story. So we'll start after college. So okay. after college, I, university, whatever you want to call it, wherever you are based. Um, I went on, I went to grad school and I got my master's in marine mammal science. Mm -hmm. I studied killer whales and I worked as a marine biologist for a little while. Mm -hmm. And I also studied a little bit of coral reef fish and got a big, important job for the government and got offered a big, important promotion. And I quit. I said, no, thank (laughs) you. And I moved to Maine, which is in the northern part of the U.S., Mm -hmm. and became a science writer, which was not the plan. I actually did not have a plan. I just Mm -hmm. knew not this to the marine biologist job I had before. So then I switched to science writing, which is much more interesting than it sounds. What I did is I took scientific papers and I made them fun and funny and interesting. I was really just, I love getting people psyched about learning new factoids. So I was a science writer and on the side throughout all of it, I was always coaching swimming, teaching swim lessons. So I kept doing that. That morphed into personal training, teaching group fitness, coaching triathlon. And then somewhere, I'm guessing it was around 2010, all of a sudden I got these great offers in terms of science writing, big new clients and Mm -hmm. three in a row. We're going to get your contract in two weeks. And in two weeks they wrote and said, we are so sorry. Our funding just got cut. All wow. of our funding just got cut. This is the universe being like, shove. Mm. And then at the same time, I saw a post from a friend of mine, someone who I don't know that well, but she just posted that she was looking for clients to finish her life coaching certification. And I reached out to her. And the funny thing is I never thought about 
doing a session with her. I never said, oh, I'll be one of those clients. I said, where did you go to life coaching school? I had never heard of life coaching before. Hmm. And after talking to her, I was enrolled in the same school like a week later. So I did, I don't know, years, um, did that, became a certified professional coach. And then while I was recording my podcast a couple of years ago, somebody asked me, have you ever heard of human design? And I said, no. And I had no idea what it was and thought it was something really sketchy. Like, I don't know, the vibe I was getting from it was like, no. Uh, and then I looked it up and did a very, very teeny tiny bit of research. Like I learned that I needed my birth date and time and place. And I happened to be one of those weirdos who knows that off the top of my head. So I put my information in, got this alien looking chart and was like, I don't know what to do with this. And then it was over a course of like five months that I, I like fell down the rabbit hole and it came so easily to me. And it felt like it was the piece that was missing in my coaching. It gave me something to help people point towards in terms Mm. of coming home to themselves. Awesome. And what a journey you have. So we're going to go back to the point when you said, no, okay, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't no longer want to be a marine biologist. And that takes, I mean, it sounds very easy done, but that takes a lot of courage to turn away from years of study and years of professional experience to say, you know what, I've been offered this promotion, but I'm going to walk away. So one, how did you come to that decision? And two, how did you actually, you know, get your mindset around it? Because, you know, the, the, the convenience and supposedly convenience of the regular income, especially if you've been used to the employee mindset and having the money come on a regular basis, paying the bills and so forth. How did you come to that decision? And how did you work on your mindset to be able to have the, you know, the gumption to stick to it and say, no, 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 I'm not turning back. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not doing this anymore. How did that happen? So it's only in hindsight that I see the bravery Mm. at the time. It was scarier for me to stay. Oh, why was that? Well, so I had discovered Myers-Briggs personality types and had found that I'm an ENFP Mm -hmm. and learned like that resonated so clearly and learned about all the other types. And then I was sitting in a staff meeting one day and looking at everyone else and I was like, they like this. They love writing these reports, these 200 pages page reports that have like one page of quality information in them. Hmm. That's only if you like Read collect it. that information hmm. from each, like it's, it's sprinkled throughout. Hmm. And they were like, this lights them up. This does not light me up. I feel trapped. Hmm. And it was that, that kind of pushed me over, pushed me enough to be like, no, thank you. I don't know what I want, but not this. I mean, that you're saying it, it, it doesn't sound scary at the time, but I, I can imagine, because I'm listening to you as a, from a third, you know, third party perspective, there are many people who, who probably listen to this podcast at the moment who are maybe in corporate jobs themselves and maybe in the exact same situation right now. And I find that a lot of people, when they hit the late 30s and early 40s, that's when the earliest paradigm's kicking. And that's when they realize, oh my God, where am I? I'm not happy. What have I got myself into? So they probably are thinking that I know what I don't want. How do I make the leap? How do I make the decision? And especially if you are used to a certain amount of income, I keep coming back to this, people get comfortable being uncomfortable. So how did you push yourself out of your comfort zone and say, this is yucky. I have to leave and I'm going to leave and I don't care what a scary thing is on the other side of it. The uncertainty, the unknown, I'm going to move. The truth is, 
I don't know. I don't, what was the thought? It was, it was my happiness is hap- is more important to me. It was, mm-hmm. I know that I've got enough money saved right now. I know I'm okay. I know I'm going to be okay. What amazes me is how confident I was. I really was totally fine. I was like, I, I think, you know, after a couple of years in grad school, I was like, I don't have a very expensive lifestyle. I can totally rock the student lifestyle. I don't need much. Hmm. I got this. Awesome. So that's great to know. The one you had the saving, and two, you're willing to actually compromise on the lifestyle and say, "Well, I can I can do without the few things, and I'd rather value my happiness over me stuck in this awful job, which may be great for some people, but it's not for me." Which is awesome. Which is actually having that's still having some sort of plan. It may not be the perfect plan, but it's some sort of plan. So then, did you go back? Did you go straight into another employment, or did you go get employed for yourself? What was the actual idea? I don't remember. Um, I did, I, I went into straight self-employment with science writing and I enrolled in, this was totally unplanned, this hmm. documentary studies class. So then I was in school for documentary writing, which was nonfiction writing. Right. So I was doing that and writing on the side and poking around wondering what was next, looking for various partnerships and none of them felt right. And all of a sudden, I was an entrepreneur. I yeah. was self-employed. I mean, that's uh, that's what I'm looking at. That you you sort of transitioned from the employee to the entrepreneur very easily, and you sort of fell into it rather than actually making a conscious decision that I'm going to go and become an entrepreneur. Because a lot of people who are in the corporate world, they think, okay, now I want to be an entrepreneur. I need to quit my job and maybe have maybe have a side hustle. They're working on the side or thinking, okay, let me save up enough money so I can let go and then have a year's money in the bank so that I can go and do whatever I want to do. But you sort of just let it go and just carry it on flowing, which sounds like the universe kind of supported you in the way throughout. That's what I'm picking up. Yeah, totally. And it feels like when I was working for the government, that's when I was faking it. That's when I was wearing a costume. Hmm. And and so quitting that job felt like, ah, No, I don't wear shoes anymore. Hmm. Life is good. <laughs> I love that. I love that. For me, it's always been about the aspect of, you know, looking presentable, wearing a little bit of makeup, which I'm, as you can see, I, I avoid the plague as much as possible. So let's talk a bit more about that. So were you always very in tune to the intuition, knowing that this works for me, this doesn't, because it seems like you're very, you're born intuitive and you, you sort of go with the intuition quite a lot. It's funny that you say that because... And now I would say, yeah, yes, I am very intuitive now. Looking back, I will say, yes, I was intuitive then, but I had no idea that I was. And I had tried to intentionally shut my intuition down mm-hmm. because when I was in college, my grandmother passed away and I knew it. I was in the middle of exams. I knew she had died. And my parents waited like three days to tell me because they didn't want to upset me because they knew I was in the middle of exams. Mm-hmm. And it was that weirdness of no I just knew and then not having the confirmation I was like oh I don't want this anymore Mm. so I shut it down or I thought I did but yeah it turns out I was I must have been super intuitive to just know this is not for me and walking away I find a lot of intuitives especially very you know highly intuitive people quite early on tend to you know perceive receive too much and therefore shut the intuition down and then only to reopen it in when the floodgates open later on the same thing happened to me that i you know i remember that when my mom you know when i was younger actually before my mom passed away 
my intuition was quite sharp and I sort of got rid of it because I didn't want to hear and I didn't want to see actually I see I see entities it's tough so I didn't want to see the ghosts and entities whatever it just so freaked me out but when it opened it just opened like literally the floodgates but let's go on to now that you've been an uh, being self-employed for how many years now for about good 10 years more than that like 15 years 15 years so what do you think is the main component or what kind of mindset do you need to have to be a successful uh, entrepreneur to have you know to have that kind of the 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 courage to go through the ups and downs because we all have ups and downs you know so what you know what do you think is the most important aspect of your mindset i think it's having fun with it so know that i so i happen to love advent calendars scavenger hunt that type of thing mm. an advent calendar yes traditionally is for Christmas. Christmas period <laughs> if you follow these rules or it can be every single month I mean you know like page a day calendars where mm-hmm. you tear off the day that's essentially an advent calendar so I've always viewed my life as an entrepreneur the same way waking up being like I have no idea what's going to happen today and I'm really excited to find out some great attitude to have awesome 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 I love I love that I absolutely love that treating every day as a new adventure which is fabulous and that keeps the joy and the happiness and I can really see the joy and happiness in your face in your energy which is wonderful so Kelsey what do you think has been the biggest obstacle in your journey to 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 getting you to where you are right now and how did you overcome it Mm, the biggest one I don't know if I can narrow it down there's been a whole lot of so you we've talked about how much I bounced mm. right from science writer. As soon as I went became an entrepreneur mm. to now certified professional coach and intuitive human design reader, like what, how did that happen? So, you know, surprisingly trust worked well, but actually wait, I want to tell you a story. When I was in coaching school, I was still uh, doing science writing mm-hmm. kind of honestly, my, income was primarily from triathlon coaching. And I went for a run when I went out from the hotel, I went for a run and I came back and someone at the hotel asked me, Oh, are you a professional athlete? And I laughed and said, No, I'm a science writer. And then by the time I got to my room, I was like, What? Why did you say you were a science writer? Like, you know, you are transitioning right now to becoming Mm -hmm. a professional coach. And honestly, most of your income comes from triathlon coaching. So that's closer to being a professional athlete. And mm. I realized it was because, because I had my master's mm. in marine biology, I felt like I had to, you know, I had to stick with that path. Yeah. I couldn't give up on it because I'd put so much energy into it. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. I can totally relate to that. For the longest time, when someone asks me, even now I do, you know, people ask me, so what do you do? Well, I say, now I, I, I sort of, I'm breaking a little bit, but the first reaction was, I'm a lawyer. And I have practiced as a lawyer for good, we're coming up to now 14 years, it'll be 14 years in January. But for the longest time, what are you? I'm a lawyer. And I never will stop being a lawyer because I think that's part of, you know, because I studied it for years and I've been dyslexic mm-hmm. and overcoming everything. But I totally get it. The, the first instinct is go back to what you have put so much time and energy into becoming. And that becomes part of your identity which you have a hard time letting go of, even though you're no longer actually practicing as that particular profession. So I totally get it. I totally get that. So how, do, how do, I mean, I know that for me, it, it took a long time for me to let go of the lawyer identity and ad- adopt the idea that I actually, no, I'm a mindset coach. That's what I am. 
How did you let go of the, you know, the marine biologist identity? Well, so it actually happened that day. It was it happened through that exact story that I told you where I just like called myself out on it and was like, no, you don't need to call yourself that. You don't need to like it. I found a belief in there that like being a scientist was legit. Yeah. But professional coaching, like who's heard of that? Yeah. And oh, all this stuff. And I just let it all go. I mean, again, I was at a coaching school weekend. So I had a lot of people support me that Mm. weekend through that. But there was just no need for a label. No, no, I agree. But I think, again, if you were at that, if you were at that convention, maybe there's a universe guiding you, showing you this is where your mindset's at. You're stuck in being a marine biologist, but that's not where your life purpose is. So you need to let go of the identity so you can adopt a new one, which I think is beautiful. It's amazing how the universe supports your journey, individual journeys, by the way, everyone has their own journey. And so it brings you to a point which is sometimes nudging softly, sometimes by hard, hard knocks, go in this direction, go in that direction. It's just wonderful that you were at the right place at the right time coming to this conclusion that I can let go of my old label and be laborless for the time being until I find out who I really am meant to be, which is awesome. Yeah. And you know what also is really cool? Just like you, while you may not be a practicing lawyer anymore, you are still, you're an advocate for money. So, and I'm no longer a practicing marine biologist, but what is biology all about? It's curiosity, curiosity, and then add the science writing in that's about communicating. And that's what coaching is. So really, I had to go through, I had to bounce through those things to get where I am today. It's all part of the same puzzle. I I completely agree. And I think that, I think what you said, I think you hit the nail on the head, your past experiences qualified you to do what you're doing at the moment. Otherwise, if you were, if you didn't become a marine biologist, if you didn't become a scientist, if you didn't go in in depth into biology, you wouldn't be where you are right now. You wouldn't have the, the kind of skill set required to do the work you do because as a coach you are actually a scientist I find that I I have a science background and it's so important for you to understand scientifically what you're doing and how you can help your clients it's also funny I was a psych major in college a psych in biology and art history and I it wasn't time for me then though I knew I didn't want to go and I didn't want to be a therapist I didn't want to be a psychologist because coaching wasn't really a thing yet Positive Mm. psychology was like itty bitty baby. No one was really talking about like I didn't know about it yet. So the universe is like, not yet. That was great. You did your like kindergarten work. Nice. Now go get the other skills you need. And then guess what? This might just come back for you. (laughs) I love it. I love how the universe puts everything into place at the right time at the right place. And that I can so similarities in my life, how it helped me. And I can really see how it's been supporting you saying, okay, you've got the experience, not now, now's the right time. And we, we have the saying that, you know, when the, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. So as, mm-hmm. as you are ready, you, uh, the right time, you've sort of got in contact with an old friend who introduced you to the, to the coaching school and you're able to be where you are right now. So what's the, uh, what's the number one or the first in the, the few thing, tips you can give to somebody who's who's thinking, okay, okay, it's great for you, Google, it's great for you, Kelsey, but what about me? How do I know what my gifts are? How do I know if I'm going in the right direction? How do I know that it's time for me to make a change? Well, so to know what your gifts are, human design. Mm-hmm. I can't 
like, like I said, it was the tool I was waiting for. And it just shows you everything your soul chose for you because your soul before you were born, we're going totally woo woo for a second. Mm -hmm. Your soul sat down with its guides and was like, okay, what are we going to do in this round of birth school? And decided, okay, you're going to be this person and you're going to do this. These are the gifts you're going to give to the world. And okay, let's sprinkle everything. Basically going to give you your toolkit. Hmm. And then we're going to decide where you're going to be born, what time you're going to be born. And boom, you're going to enter a school ready to make this difference, ready to change the world in your own unique way. To know if it's the right time for you to know like what it is that you're going to do. Listen to your heart. Listen, look around you and see what's a not this and what lights you up play this game where I think the food is the easiest thing to practice with where you look like, do I want to eat an apple? And if your body responds, you're like, not your mouth and not your head, but your body responds. Then the answer is yes. If you don't get a yes, then the answer is no. You practice with food, like just trying on a bunch of stuff and you can try it with like various careers. Like, do I want to be a lawyer? Does that get a like, <gasps> holy hell yes or does it get a no Hmm. and then also try on like do I want to be able to go to the park in the middle of the day do I want to wear shoes I mean the things that are ridiculously important to us and yet somehow we think that a label and like supposedly following the rules is more important but like Mm. if you're adamantly I'm just gonna go with the shoe thing if you're adamantly opposed to wearing shoes then wait why didn't that be the most important thing for you in choosing your next step of course of course and we I think we uh we have our own ideas and we all have our subjective ideas of what's right and what's wrong for us and it's that giving importance to your desires that should dictate what decisions you make I love that I love what you just said I absolutely love it all right well, so we are, um, I think we need to have a longer discussion about human design. So we will ha- have Kelsey back with us and we'll be talking on our new segment that's coming starting in January, where we talk about, we call it Money Talkies with Gokhan. And then we'll talk deep dive into how human design can help you as an entrepreneur in terms of what you can do. But for the time being, thank you so much, Kelsey, for being amazing. Can you tell us where we can find you and how we can get in contact with you? Yeah, go to KelseyAbbott.com and you can just contact me through there. That's the easiest place. I will respond to your email. Awesome. And for those listening, we will have these links. We will have the website for Kelsey on our show notes. So it will be easily available to you. And I do recommend you go and check out her website because she is awesome. I love talking to her and I will be checking out Human Design because it's really intrigued me too. So for those of you listening, thank you so much. And Kelsey, thank you so much for being an awesome guest. And we can't wait to have you back again, this time talking about human design in particular. And for those listening, thank you so much for joining me. I will be back on another Future Friday with another amazing guest sharing their inspirational story of how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. 
I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.